0: Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, backslash Her Fantasy Football, and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on herfantasyfootball.com so you know what we're doing this offseason. And chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook, backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Do, 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 do. From here on out, for the next couple weeks, we are going to be breaking it down by division. Tonight, we are covering the AFC East. Yep. Yep. Why start yep. there? Baby because you know what? Everybody likes a little deflate gate in their life. And mm-hmm. there is, is no shame in saying that we, too, want to talk about it. So we just thought, well, I mean, who else doesn't want to talk about the Dolphins, right? Indeed. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins. <laughs> the Dolphins are back, people. I'm pumped. I, I'm excited to be covering this team, I'm, I must say. Um, miss them. <laughs> I wasn't so excited until I, I started really getting into it and
1: uh Well Ryan Tannehill's excited to yeah, he be a dolphin today. Yes, he is wow. excited.
0: Yes, he is excited, man, and so is his bank account. It's awesome. So, let's so just... is
1: Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy makes ninety six million? Oh my god. We're talking hundreds, baby.
0: Hundreds. Easy peasy. Hundreds. With a lot of guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's going to be awesome. But let's start, let's start with the New England Patriots, their all-time fave. The Super Bowl champs. Let's,
1: let's just put it out there. Let's put it out. To me, these balls are perfect. <laughs> I hope everyone oh saw the video of Tom Brady. Yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: And if you haven't, hop over You're to right? Her Day Football on Facebook and check out the video Brandon posted. It's the best. Uh, it's been out for a little bit, but, man, it doesn't get old. It doesn't. Nope. Like- it doesn't. Get, it doesn't get old.
1: To me, these balls are <laughs> perfect. And I so deflategate. We we t- we did do dramatic reading of the text messages in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. At that time, we didn't have any idea what would exactly happen, but um, you know, basically just you know to kind of reprise what the discussion was last time. Omg, <laughs> spaz. Um, our one of our <laughs> My one of our avid listeners,
0: um, Susie. Uh, she said that was her favorite part of all. Of any of our podcasts podcasts have ever done is when we were, went through the text messaging. She's like, I died. I just died. But it wasn't us really. It no. was them.
2: Gotta thank them for the which, genius. The deflator. Yeah. I mean, and,
0: and I mean, Did, it
1: was just classic.
2: I mean, I hope he's dropped the twenty pounds he was hoping to drop.
1: Seriously. <laughs> because, as the deflator. As I can tell you, in all of the like, Cosmo magazines about losing weight, I have yet to see the deflator as a as terminology. A term. yeah. I have watched every single
0: episode since the beginning of time of Biggest Loser. Yep. With several of men trying to lose weight, and none of them refer to themselves as the deflator. I bet they will next season, right. though. I guarantee it is now going to be a thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I would trademark that if I was. In. So oh, anyway, well, you it know, got much more humorous. The thing that I like you t-
2: never think of the Patriots having a sense of humor. But that was funny, guys.
1: Trying that to use that funny. as an excuse. You guys Your are cracking draft. me up. <sighs>
2: cracking <one>. me up. Cracking me
1: up. Well, you know, the Wells report was damning. So right. what did the Patriots decide to do? Okay, which also, by the way. Where are my Uggs? <laughs> Another thing that I really like. Love, um, anyway, uh, so they have these messages, these pissed off equipment per- personnel, right? They called himself the deflator. That they, they make a website. A website, okay? it is. You can still go to it, by the way. Why can't I find where this is? Um, www. I think it's like wellsreportcontext.com. Yes, wellsreportcontext.com, where they basically bought a website so that they could present this counter-argument to the Wells Report that basically said, hey, everybody knew what was going on. Right. And in there, that's when they made these claims that Jim McNally was calling himself the deflator, not the balls that they were actually talking about in the text messages. Right. Which is what's so absurd about it. They were actually talking about the balls. And uh, so, anyway, it actually just made them look way more guilty. It's kind of like, you know, hey, Mom, this empty six-pack under my bed is here because it's a prop and a play. play. Yeah.
2: I refilled your I vodka a, up because I just, you know, it looked empty. I got a
1: hickey in high school. Oh, that's a good story. And, and my mom <laughs> was like, what? And I was like, I ran into a broom. <laughs> and she just closed the door, and she was like, oh, no. Oh, no no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. So basically, the deflator weight loss theory is the equivalent of I ran into a broom.
2: <gasps> yep. Oh,
1: man, it's, I don't know if I've ever heard that story. You
2: broom stressed cool. you? Oh, yeah. You don't remember this story? Oh. Maybe you oh, were so a little bit so younger than you guys. guys.
1: So. Oh. It's, it was... It was classic. That's good. It was a classic deflator means weight loss move. Love that. We all did it once or twice, and the Patriots did it in their adult life. See, I don't know how I feel about it. And
2: what you should have just done is put a scarf on and just avoid it (laughs) all notice at this point.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Absolutely. Instead, you you have to come up
2: with the ludicrous story. Like, I got hit with a broom the zero times I've swept, and... (laughs) (laughs) I apparently need to lose weight and like to call myself the deflator. Deflator.
1: Right. Even though no one in the history of man has ever called themselves They had
2: something else that was totally ludicrous too as part of the argument. What was it? Beyond the losing weight thing. Like it was absurd.
0: There was so much. It was so long. I mean, it was not just like a statement. Uh, It was a story. And a
1: bad one to that. Like yeah. it was really bad. It was. I feel I felt like all of the Patriots fans were really adamantly, you know, oh the bathroom thing. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. And then that website went up, and everyone got a little quieter. I think everyone was a little embarrassed. They may still believe it didn't happen, but I think they were embarrassed by that website. It was like, oh, okay, we. I don't think they were. They don't it's have embarrassment. A weird. Is it's Well, part I love like one of, of the announcers
0: charm. on on NFL Network was okay. Now the patriots are questioning our intelligence. <laughs> like, oh. you've got to be giving me a break. Oh. This is BS. I cannot believe you, you printed this and sent it to all of us as if we were supposed to believe it. You are kidding me. I'm embarrassed
1: for you. Like, please. I, so even after all this ridiculousness, this weight loss, this website, this absurd charade, Robert Kraft then comes out and basically admits, well, okay, we're actually not going to fight it. Now, Tom Brady is still going to appeal. Right. Um, but the uh, Patriots have decided to take the million-dollar fine and the loss of two draft picks, most importantly, supposedly, the first-round draft pick for next year. But we all know that they trade out of the first round anyway. Right. So, it feels But, of course,
2: they had to make clear that by doing that, that isn't admitting guilt. guilt for Tom sure. Brady's case. Which he's hired, like, every powerhouse known to man to try to get of this, course. you know, taken care of. And what's really sad to me is that... How do I word this nicely? Hmm. He actually has played this perfectly right. Because, what you know, let's, let's say he did it by not giving them the text messages... Patriots fans will always be able to say, there was no conclusive proof. There was no actual real proof. And he still remains this, you know, godlike figure to the organization, to the fans. Still will be kind of be like a gray line. He'll still be, a you know, a hall of famer. It won't technically tarnish his record technically because there wasn't real proof. You know what I mean? It's like... And everyone's like, well, he's not being punished. There's only a $20,000 fine. Tampering with ball is only a $20,000 fine. He should have just accepted it. And I'm like, but if he accepts it, then that, that's accepting he's cheating. Whereas in this case, I feel like he'd almost rather be suspended four games and not actually have the cheating technically tied to with proof to his name. Like he would rather do this route. He would rather take the four game suspension. He'd rather do the entire lawsuit situation and not technically have the cheating 100% proved.
1: I think it's pretty proved. But I, I, think, I think what he did wrong is that he should have just said, yeah, I like the balls as close to deflated as, purpose, as possible. They know that. My equipment managers know that I want it right on the line. And if they go under, that's their fault. They know the rules. I know the rules. But I know I want them to be the least filled possible because that's how I like to throw my ball. And Aaron Rodgers wants them to be as filled as possible. But he's not asking for them to cheat. He's just saying to make them as filled as possible. And that's what he should have said from the get-go. If he I don't was, know what if happened he to the was, ball. If, if he was,
0: you know, innocent. But he's, I think that's the problem is that I don't think that that's what the agreement was with the ball boys. Yeah. And that's why he didn't say of it. Of
2: course it's not with the agreement with ball boys. There's text to prove that. <laughs> but... The fact that if he have would have said that, that up front, this whole Ted Wells, but then he would have been throwing these guys. Under report the bus may and never probably, have come yeah. to fruition. That, that report may never have happened. These guys maybe would have never had to even see the text stream with the equipment boys. Like they may have just had their hands slapped as equipment boys. Where now they're like banished from the league.
1: Yeah, well, they're not banished from the league. The Patriots were the ones that suspended them. So here's the problem with the Wells Report in Context website is that. It's one or two of two things. Either the websites telling the truth and they unlawfully fired those two, two guys men because without of cause.
2: Pressure actual scientific weather pressure that could have happened.
1: But the the league did not fire them. Right.
2: The league did not. The, the Patriots, Patriots.
1: did. And so either the Patriots are admitting that they like unlawfully fired two men or this is really what happened.
2: Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't like all of a sudden suspend and fire these two men who they feel yeah. took it upon their own measure when clearly the text messages are indicating this was via Tom Brady. Or you say, there was no wrongdoing. Indeed, he wanted to lose 20 pounds and he takes a minute 40 in the bathroom. Who are we to say what he does, you know, in there? And it was purely scientific measure. It was purely the air. You know, like, okay. that You can't have it both ways, though. You can't.
1: OMG spaz. OMG
0: spaz.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so... like OMG um, GI my...
2: tract, apparently. But <laughs>
1: on to the, the Patriots as players, none of this matters. None of it matters. None of it matters. So clearly, Rob Gronkowski is the man. Everybody wants him, right? Uh, according to fantasypros.com, he is the consensus number one tight end, which it's like, yeah...
0: Of course, I think everybody has But
1: them. he is the number seven overall for average draft position, meaning you have to take him in the middle of the first round. Now, he's a tight end, and you know tight ends are terrible, who averages 75 yards and .8 touchdowns per game. Do you take him at number seven?
2: I do not. Mm.
1: Man.
0: No, I mean I personally am not going to invest in a tight end. But I mean I I won't upset it with you if you do. I think that that is I think I think oh man he's one of a kind. You don't have anything like him.
2: You can't no, say that about anybody Seattle. else
0: with any other position.
2: But first he is round one pick, one of a kind, first round pick.
0: Yeah, I think first round's okay. I think it's oh, totally. I don't. It's tough. I would be more into him at the turn.
2: Me too. I, I would like say that's stack. what
0: I was going to say. Then I'd be like, yeah. 11, 11, 12. Like, I'm yeah. into that. Like, I, I, I can see that.
2: that. But seven's high. Seven's
0: really high, but, but he's one of a kind. I guess it depends on how you want to stack your team.
2: But here's my issue, and tell me if I'm crazy. I know you guys have no qualms telling me when I'm crazy. Yes. Last year, I really do feel was an outlier in the fact that he was healthy all season. That's the first time he's been healthy all season long. And B, I don't like the fact that if indeed you assume, and at this point, on this day, we have to assume that Tom Brady is going to be suspended the four games. Probably won't happen, but let's assume. Then you've got, what, Jimmy Garoppolo coming in as the quarterback? And do I really trust Jimmy Garoppolo to put Rob Gronkowski in the very best situations to not get hurt? I I see him getting injured, and then you've got... Gronk without Brady and an injured Gronk that you only get half the season. I granted that's him half I, the season is better than every other tight end, but
0: I trust Bill Belichick. I, do. I don't care who's who's under center. I trust Bill Belichick to make the right play calls for whoever he has out there. And uh,
2: Bill Belichick does not want Gronk to go down. So well, let me ask you um, this you got Antonio Brown and you've got Gronkowski. Who are you taking? Oh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. He's a sure bet for more solid fantasy points but in I a year round situation Brown, than Gronk. Yeah, is
1: gonna be there. I
2: don't know. He totally could be. It's I mean, at seven. At seven for sure. He could.
1: Well, it depends on what the league is. Is it PPR? Yeah. Um, you know what's yeah. the flex situation? I mean, I don't know. It, it. I guess I would say I would take Gronkowski over Antonio Brown because I feel like there's a good solid twelve wide receivers. And that's that the thing, exactly. About.
0: There is only one Rob Gronkowski. There's only one tight end in the league that is worth to me the first three rounds.
2: But is not he same. worth? It? I don't think he's worth at seven. I, well, my opinion, I yeah. Well,
0: we'll get down to how there's possibilities of different ways you can draft your team later, later closer to the season. But Rob at seven is is high, but I I am not mad. I'm not mad.
1: It's not insane. It's not, not insane. insane. And statistically, you can back up the choice absolutely, For sure, absolutely. Uh, LeGarrette Blount was susp- is suspended for the first uh, game of the season, you know, joining Tom Brady right. uh, due to his pot incident with Le'Veon Bell. But here's the deal: he's going in like the seventh round right now in a lot of these, you know, mock drafts. I don't hate him in the seventh round. Now you know mm-hmm. our rule, which is never depend on a New England Patriot running back. Right. Never, 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 never do it. But if you want to pick him up, and you have two other running backs. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. I am completely okay with that. Because he is going to have running back one numbers every once in a while. It's just going to be Russian roulette. But he's a perfect flex, a perfect RB2 if you focused on your wide receivers first. I'm okay with that. Yep. And Julian Edelman in PPR leagues is always the guy. 92 catch season in 14 games in uh, 2014. Now, he was averaging 69 yards per game but he only caught four touchdowns all season. So look at your scoring, people. Look at your scoring. And as far as draft sleepers, uh, not in the real draft, but Jimmy Garoppolo for daily fantasy sports. Listen, their first four games, I know Tom Brady's not there, but they play the Steelers, the Bills, the Jaguars, and the Cowboys. The Bills are terrifying. The other three are super easy defenses. It's not a terrible play, and you'll get him cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Cheap, so I will put it out there. I'm sorry. What is going on with Brandon LaFell? Did I miss something? Hmm.
0: I mean, Matthew Barry came out with his with his rankings today, and he didn't even have him ranked. I mean, oh really? If if you can get Brandon LaFell, who had more fantasy points than Julian Edelman. Uh, more than Sammy Watkins, Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, uh, Vincent Jackson, and he's not even ranked in the top sixty-five players for Matthew Barry. Uh, that is fantasy gold right there. Uh, he's to me value value is huge. So um, to me that, I guess he's a sleeper. I can't, I can't, I don't know why he's a sleeper, but yeah, I don't see be. any
2: news as anything that he's done
0: me neither i don't see smoking like pot picked up another guy you know he's not uh, tampering with
2: balls he's not smoking pot he's not no,
0: he's not deflating
2: i don't so. think he's upset bill belichick maybe he has <laughs> maybe barry yeah. knows something we don't and we knows don't that, uh, I, yeah i don't know he's
1: not hanging out with jonas gray is he
2: i would hope he no. i'm sure he learned that lesson right
0: no i think oh, yeah boy. i think he's yeah no well,
2: you're good, good point that the court. People that go only sit off statistical sheets or look go off those, like, top 300 drafts, you could get him because no one's even going to remember him.
0: Huge. And Julian Edelman yeah. is great, and he's a
1: PPR junkie, but Brandon LaFell makes huge plays, you guys. But Julian Edelman's also why people don't like PPR. Right. Because they're like, this guy didn't even make it down the field. He's just catching the ball behind the, the, the ball. line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. So, but a lot of people play in PPR, so you got to, you know. But yeah, Brandon LaFell in standard
0: leagues is gets you more fantasy points. So, um,
2: don't forget about him. So, agreed. So, Buffalo Bills. The Bills. So I'm realizing like now because I kind of forget what teams I got in our in our draft, and then as I'm doing write us, I'm like, oh man, I have all the crappy teams. I'm barely except gonna, for the Bills. Except for the Bills, I'm like I'm barely gonna talk all season, but <laughs> but. In terms of news, so it's, it's been kind of interesting in terms of – which kind of got a little bit hushed-hushed this week with the new kicking rule, right? The new right. Uh, PATs. And so it's been interesting because, you know, the bill's been pretty quiet. They've just been signing their rookies. But kicker Dan Carpenter has expressed concerns over the new yeah. PATs. Him saying, being on field goal protection is probably the worst job in football. I know that, and all my linemen know that. Well, now they just went from a play that there weren't too many collisions to a play now where not only is the defense coming to take that point off, but also a chance to add two more points to their score. Yeah, not happy. And he's basically saying, you know, along the lines of, you know, for a sport that was trying to cut back on collisions, I think you're probably just going to add a few more in that situation. And he's not alone. Justin Tucker, Josh Brown, Josh Scobie all expressed that they weren't happy. And then Dan Bailey even went on and said that he took offense to the commentary, the NFL was trying to add skill to the play, like
1: yeah, because I'd like to see them kick a right. Field. I'm
2: like, you are kind of offending every kicker by saying we want to add some skill to these plays, like like their job yeah. is completely unimportant. It's just like, oh man, and and no
0: pressure at all as a kicker,
2: right, right. Please, anyways, that's pretty much only like <laughs> crazy. Like there's a lot to flakey. It's the only news I got really for Buffalo, but uh, in terms of draft mus, Buffalo Bills defense, y'all.
1: Oh, huge. Oh, man. What they did to Aaron Rodgers in Week 15, I'll never forgive them Uh because I lost three matchups due to that. (laughs) But other than that, they are amazing. Yes, Amazing. So defense can play a really important part of matchups,
2: and the Bills are as legit as it comes when it comes to defense. I mean, they were a top three ranked defense last year, and they have their powerful three coming back in Corbett Bryant, Stephon Charles, and Jarius Wynn. Plus they have Alex Carrington back. So – Dirty, gritty team. I'm loving it. And more importantly with defense, special teams. Special teams is usually lumped into your defensive category, so make sure you look at how your scoring is done. Sometimes touchdowns uh, get lumped to that particular wide receiver versus the defense, but most of the time it goes defense. And that's a huge part, and they've got Marcus Easley back, and now they got Percy Harvin on the team, whose entire specialty really is the special teams. So that is huge, huge. For the Bills. It certainly isn't getting over a 1,000 yards. No. It's certainly not receiving. That's not really his gig. (laughs) But special teams. (sighs) Hello, Percy Harvin. So that's really exciting. And then you're obviously drafting LaShawn McCoy. I shouldn't have to even tell you that. He was the 12th highest scoring running back last year. So depending on your league, and if the people in your league purely go off stat sheets, you might be able to actually snag this guy if you aren't a top five pick. He's a shifty style kind of back, and they did get two fullbacks in the league, which means they're just going to kind of blow some holes open in the line, which is going to be awesome and really allow McCoy to really get through. I am stoked for McCoy as a running back. Sleepers, not a whole lot. You got Marcus Goodwin, which is kind of be interesting. Uh, he's going to be utilized more this year than last year. A, yeah, I thought they said that last year, too. But it's a whole new regime this year. So, and, you know, Rexy seems to like him. So, again, oh, okay. when I say this, I am talking about a sleeper in terms of a four, 6th wide receiver on in your draft. Don't go thinking this is your <laughs> yeah. second wide receiver, too. But a good option that you can kind of stack your roster for a bit is someone that you may need to fill in on a bye week.
1: That's really kind of... I was actually talking to a guy about a sleeper. He's like, give me a sleeper. And I was like, Cody Latimer from Denver. He's like, oh, good, good. I'll have to remember that. I was like, but when I say sleeper, I mean deep, deep sleeper. sleeper. I, I don't want you... He's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally one of those guys that will take him like in the third round. I was like, don't, don't do, do that. that. I did not tell you to take him in the third round. That's the problem with these sleepers is that people hear the name and they take them too early. Sleepers do by
2: definition means that you are not drafting them until like at least the sixth or seventh round minimum. Later. Like, wait, sleepers I mean,
0: means it's like, you know, right before you you pick your kicker. Yeah, yeah you but know? I was saying and like don't ones. go draft yeah. him in
2: the third. Like don't even think about his name. Like don't even let – Cody Latimer or Marcus Goodwin enter your head until at least the seventh, and that's when you start to kind of think about, all right, who do I have on my team? Okay, maybe uh, he should still be around, like round ten. I'll take him. Don't go, Daryl Patterson
0: is all I have to say.
2: Mistakes made. I can
0: use him him in nearly anything negative. Um, when it comes to fantasy potential, it's really a really a sad story. Ugh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Ryan Tannehill signed his new contract for a four-year extension for $77 million of new yeah. money.
2: It's wow. a lot of faith. Faith in Tanny. It's, it's
0: not a lot guaranteed because, of course, you know, the offensive line is improved, but there is opportunity for him to get injured <laughs> <because> we know <laughs> that he likes to get sucked. Always. Um, but, yeah, he's the first one out of that graduating class, that drafted class, to get a contract. So, Andrew Luck. Money, money, money! I love it. Money. Somebody is like, he's gonna be an owner when he gets this contract. <laughs> it was their punter. Their <laughs> yeah, punter, their said, punter that. Said, the said that. The Colts yeah. punter said that. Oh man! Tannehill T- T- makes ninety six million. and yeah. luck's
1: gonna own the Colts. It's that's amazing.
0: Um, what's fun about the Miami Dolphins is that there is no must drafts. There's no nobody going first you know one through 10 in in their position right um, it's it's but they have these sleepers I think of the NFL the, the I think this is a much improved team from last year and a new faced team it's a lot of new guys um, a lot of the old guys that really ticked us off last year are gone in Cleveland so you know like <laughs> Moving moving on, um, I love Ryan Tannehill this year. I, he finished last year in 10th. So that is a draftable
2: first quarterback kind of guy. Um, he is. Daily fantasy, you should get some good value for him for sure. No one's really thinking Tannehill. Fantasy pros
0: have him going 12th um, for, for quarterbacks. Um, and again, so if you're in a 12-man league, he can be your starter. And I like him this year. Every year, has he has improved his stats in, in in completions, in completion percentages, in yards, in touchdowns. He's decreased in, in interception. Every year, he's getting better. And they were dedicated to him this offseason in improving that offense by getting Kenny Stills and Cameron Jordan and drafting Devontae Parker. I mean, they really trying to build this offense. And I really, really like Tannehill. Brandon's upset because she invested time into him in 2013, and he burned her.
1: Um, but <laughs> I have been a Tannehill. Yeah, she's uh, been a Tannehill fan for years now. for a long time. Yeah. I do like the Jordan Cameron call, unless he gets, like, another concussion, and then I don't know if he's ever going to play football. Again. I do
0: not like Jordan Cameron. do not like him. But I like that he's
1: available
0: for Ryan Tannehill. So let me read I, this isn't that I love everybody that's on the Miami Dolphins offensive squad. I'm saying <laughs> everybody put together is going to make a healthy environment for Tannehill. Okay? I like Tannehill. You can get him super cheap. I think mean, if, if you're a guy that picks up Rob Gronkowski in the seventh pick overall and you're going to wait for your quarterback for forever, Tannehill could be your man. The offensive line is improved. They're healthier. They, they re-signed their center, or Mike Pouncey moved him back to center this year, where he is one of the best centers in the NFL. So it's going to be a better
1: situation for him. Um, when it comes to... Would you take Ryan Tannehill or Eli Manning? Ooh.
0: I really like Eli Manning this year, too. Eli. And these are... Both guys, they are possible of screwing you over, right?
2: Um, I like the parts around Eli more than I like the parts around Tannehill.
0: I do, and that's that's true. Um,
1: but I think Tannehill. Would you take Ryan Tannehill or Tony Romo?
2: I have a soft spot. I'm just for saying Romo. these are the guys that I, I would take instead of Romo. Tannehill. I would take Romo over Tannehill. But you're
0: talking about guys that have the elite wide receivers on their squad. I'm comparing Tannehill to the guys that, you know, I think Tannehill's ranked above Tom Brady. You wouldn't take Tannehill over Tom Brady.
2: Oh. Brady may come out like guns a blazing this year.
1: But see, I think I would wait a little longer and take like a Teddy Bridgewater.
2: What? You crazy.
0: I would if take Channing Hill anyway.
2: Bridgewater for sure.
0: Bridgewater? You would... Okay. No. Don't listen Brands to that Bran's going to have a
2: squad of Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and Carr. Exactly. Carr. Well, you hurt his
1: finger, so now I'm out. Now you're
2: out. But she'll no. have Gronk, so, you know, <laughs> she'll be fine.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Please. Gronk. Please. they will have save Teddy your, Bridgewater. And save we'll your Gronk.
2: Yeah. Please.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, let's get into Lamar Miller. Learned. I know. Well, I am just like taken aback. You have you have <laughs> personal issues with Mr. Tannehill, and I and I'm sorry about that, Brandon. We need to move on. This is 2015
1: we're talking about. It's a new team. It's a new day. <sighs> I'm not saying I would take him above Tannehill. I'm saying that I would wait and take him later.
0: You can get Tannehill that. late. There's no reason to
1: I, wait I any like longer. I feel everyone's playing with Tannehill. Okay, well.
2: Yeah, I agree. You'll no. come so late. There's no reason why you... <laughs> yeah, why would you continue? That's That, I mean, that would be like taking Marquis Goodwin one one, and all of a sudden like, all, all right, all right, all right, I'm ready for Bridgewater. I'm ready now. Like, I took Goodwin. Get out of here.
0: Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Miller. Uh, I like Lamar Miller. I think he's a little high on running backs than he should be. People are taking him about the 15th running back overall. Um, Or I should say for running backs. Um, And I like him. I think he's going to be better this year. But um, I think they're going to do a little bit more throwing than than running. Plus, they drafted Jay Ajayin. If he can stay healthy, um, he likes to take the balls close to the goal line. That's what he does. He's the third down guy. He's the touchdown guy. So that could affect with Lamar's fantasy points. I don't hate him. He's not my favorite back. Um, yeah, and Jordan Cameron, guys, he is the breakable tight end. He is the most frustrating person yeah. in, 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 mm-hmm. in the NFL and to watch on Sundays. Seriously, like, it is crazy. If you want to do that to yourself, that's on you. Last year, he only had 424 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns in 10 games.
1: Yeah, but last year, he was a Brown. That's, that's you a know, valid and point. You're right. He had okay. three quarterbacks.
2: I would say you know? if you draft him, you better draft <laughs> another tight end. Almost Immediately. Like, immediately. Like, because of the chance to could out half exactly. the season, very high.
0: Handcuff yourself. Handcuff yourself. I don't know or who just the number two seven. tight end is for Miami <laughs> yet, but, I mean, I, I would take Charles Clay. Just take Charles Clay and not Jordan Cameron. Um, receivers wise as I said they got Kenny Stills they drafted Devontae Parker who I really enjoy but they have Jarvis Landry and don't forget about him you guys he's legit and he's I think he's gonna have really good numbers this year now that the ball can be spread out a little bit we're gonna keep Devontae Parker probably more towards the center of the field and they're gonna air the ball out to Kenny Stills Kenny Stills is the guy that's a boomer bust player so prepare for that when you draft him I have a feeling you know I love Tannehill's arm. I think he can air that ball out. I think Kenny still is going to have some great, fantastic games. Um, uh, it's just it's, sometimes it's going to be a hit or miss. mess. So I'm interested to see how this preseason pans out and how they're using their offense, um, all their key players in the receiving core. So, um, But I love Landry, guys. I just love him. Love him. Love him. Um, and lastly this is a great division, you guys. They have to play these each of these teams twice. The Patriots, the Jets, and the Bills. And Jets defense might be the best defense in the NFL in twenty fifteen. I do not look forward to playing them. The Patriots have great guys in that backfield and to stop the run. I mean, this is this is gonna be tough. Um and it's gonna be tough for Miami's defense to keep up as well, although they have a great defense. I wouldn't draft Miami defense. They are a team that I would pick up and play to their matchups. Because outside of their division, their games are very favorable. They play against some teams that they can beat. So
2: just keep an eye on that. New York Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets are the Jets. Oh. So, guys. There is apparently no quarterback controversy anymore. Absolutely not. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. In case you were curious, it's not, guys. We are all in <laughs> on Geno Smith apparently. So, all in. So I guess that's that, and we'll have to see how it pans out. I might as well give him ninety six million. Might, as well. might three, as well. Week three, right? Geno is the man. <laughs> the man. Um. In other news, uh-huh. Daryl Rivas is not the man. If you are a Patriots fan.
1: <laughs> um, I love Darrell Revis. Oh. You stopped yourself.
2: <laughs> he has no sympathy for Tom Brady and even said um, such <laughs> things that I, like, I loved him so much. I, I probably have too many quotes for one person to say in one thing, but I'm going to say them anyway, because touche Daryl. Um, <laughs> if I fail a drug test, then I fail a drug test. If I get a DUI, I get a DUI. If Tom gets caught with a DUI, it's a DUI. Um, If if they are saying that he did what he's done, then the suspension is suspension. Boom. First one. I can't disagree. Then it goes, New England's been doing stuff in the past and getting in trouble. When stuff repeatedly happens, then that's it. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) Stuff repeatedly happened through the years. You got Spygate, you got this... And that, and everything else. Obviously, in those situations in the past, they had the evidence, so they did what they needed to do. And then, and then he even went on um, and defended the commission, in a sense by saying, "He's the judge, jury, and executioner." Um, and then Revis said of Goodell who danced around whether or not he was gonna rescue Brady and the peel and all that kind of good stuff, is that he's like, Everybody signed off on it. Why didn't we stand up when it was time to stand up? You can talk about it after the fact, but we all agreed to it. So the union's gotta point the finger back at the union. Woo! I agree. I do agree. You you signed it's the totally deal. Right. You can't be upset it's when he hands the punishment out, right? And I'm like, good thank good you, you. Revis. Good for you, Revis. Thank you. I like it. You can tell I have that. very little to talk about with the Jets. So um, <laughs> we'll move on to some must-drafts. <laughs> Don't be scared of picking up Brandon Marshall or Eric Decker with the revelation that there is zero quarterback controversy and that Geno is the man. Decker was still a <laughs> top 30 player, you know, with not other real options to take attention away from him. So the fact that we got Brandon Marshall in the mix and we got this new vote of confidence for Geno Smith, I got a feeling that Geno's going to be able to produce, you know, for at least half the games. You know that's a step up, and I think you know hopefully with the op- yeah. with the void of confidence and some offseason chemistry, we got Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. We got legitimate options on both sides of the field. Could open up both. I feel good about yeah, drafting up until both Bryce of Petty them. Starts. Yeah, do not yeah. do not get scared. I also like Stephen Ridley uh, that he's now a Jet. Again, I can't give it the fact that he's a Jet, but I think he could have a pretty good, pretty darn good season. Mainly. Again, I'm not talking necessarily R B one or R B two, but I love him in a flex because I do think Gino's gonna get in trouble and he's gonna have to do a short yard dump off, which makes Steven Ridley a perfect guy for that. Yeah. So I like I enjoy him. Ridley. I'm so happy he's not playing for the Patriots.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, what they did to his confidence. Oh
2: man. oh man. So we're hoping for some like I feel like the Jets offseason needs used to be all about confidence, confidence, confidence. Um sleepers, They're Jason Martins, so. I guess. Yeah.
0: We'll build everything.
2: When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> anyway, um, Jason Morrow, hes the definition of a sleeper, right? Is there anyone more of a sleeper than Jason Morrow? who's like borderline useless but shows up for a couple of games? That's Jesus. Love Jace. it.
1: Well, well, he was a rookie, and all tight end rookies are useless. Reminder: all uh, tight end rookies useless are useless. And but you know, most
0: tight
2: ends,
1: period, mm. are useless. Are useless. That's true for right.
0: entirely.
2: <laughs> Uh, but he had a lot of hype around him, and he didn't really deliver. He was the twentieth highest scoring tight end last year, and he actually scored less points. Oh, he by did score more. Sorry, more points than Cumberland, even though Cumberland is listed above Jason Mara in the actual depth chart at this
1: point in time.
2: With that really? said,
1: yeah, I do. think... Well, Rex Ryan had words for him. Did you hear about that? Yeah, but I, I, I right, where, where he was like, "Well, I just know he doesn't work hard." Like, I mean. Rex Bryan called him out. Yeah, you know. You don't uh yeah. sexy. You don't mess with Rex. I was like I was like, I thought Rexy liked everybody. Seriously.
0: You don't mess with Rex. You got, you got that tattoo removed. Yeah. You get the
2: horns. So it's uh it should be interesting. Coubling. He's a potential Five sleeper seven. again, because all tight ends are just, you know, hmm, unless you're a Gronk. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy Curley. I feel like Jeremy Curly could actually have a decent sleeper ish kind of year. Again, we're talking wide receiver three. Max slash flex. Again, as we're talking, we talk about sleepers. Uh, but I do think that there could be some interesting plays for him because of the fact that people are going to be covering Marshall and Decker so much that he could be an open receiver. So they're going
0: to go with Devonte Smith though, their new rookie. That's what I was going to say. I think that is a decent
2: sleeper. I, think he's a sleeper. I know. Well, he's a sleeper, yeah. but I feel like he's an obvious choice. Whereas Curly, they do try to work Curly in on a bunch of different random tight end plays last year. He was a target in the end zone. And I feel like he's gonna be open because why would you cover Curly if Brandon right. Marshall's on the field, Smith is on the field, and Decker's on the field? You got to leave somebody somewhat open. That will be Curly. Hey man, Devin Smith is buried in that depth chart, so he's got to really. Oh yeah, really like Sorry, I
1: meant Sorry, yeah. Um
0: Devin. Right. Devin yeah. yeah, he's got to really um, get himself out. And but he is, if if he does, if they put him in, and I think they will use him in certain plays. He is that Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks kind of player. He's the big. Big play kind of guy, um, so I really enjoy him. Um, I
2: think he'll be good. Again, I he's they, not sleeper because he's he going to be more obvious than a curly. But I think they will use him. I do. I think they're going to. I think they're going to give try to give Geno that confidence, <coughs> and they're going to really let him try to air it out a bit.
0: Yeah. All. All in all, it's still Geno
1: Smith we're talking about here, people. So, so there's that. It's Devonte Adams who's on the Green Bay Packers, right? right. Yes. That's what I was thinking of. So what the Packers did, and I think they'll do this with Devin Smith as well, is um, they would throw to him in the end zone during a home game against a bad defense. And that is when Devin Smith could be a big sleeper for you in your daily leagues or if you just need to plug and play. I think they're going to try to build his confidence. Yeah. I don't think they're going to work him in all the way right away. Um, but I, I, I see it rolling out like that hey
0: Brandon Marshall went for a fifth round pick people there's something <laughs> going on that we don't know still crazy. So there's not a necessary it's not necessary I mean it's not like a for sure thing that he is going to be Brandon Marshall of 2013 right. this year for the Jets so I just like prepare yourself like that Curly and Smith might be sharing the field
2: with Decker the majority of the season just saying. We don't we honestly don't know. All I know There's is that you definitely can't depend on Curly as like a legit wide receiver, but he was targeted in the end zone. He, that, that was like he's one of those receivers that has like zero yardage but then would have like at least seven points because of a touchdown. Something crazy. Not every game. Again, sleeper status here. That's gotta be a good matchup, but It'll be interesting. I like that we, we did legit sleepers. Legit sleepers, yeah. Not obvious. Yeah,
1: guys, we didn't know. we didn't go like, hey, Jeremy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think he'll be a top <laughs> five guy, not a top ten guy. Oh, that's good. Mm, look at me being that's risque. Good. Risque. Indeed. I, mm. lo- I like it. Excellent. Yeah. Heck, no,
0: this is the time to make your crazy, bold predictions, right? We have our time to see what's right. going on in the off-field, see how practice goes, see how preseason goes, and see how really the chemistry falls together. Um, all four of these teams are great to, to pretty darn good defenses and have several weapons on their offenses. So, I mean, yeah. it. These this is a very competitive division. So um,
2: – I'm glad it's become competitive, for a while watch. it wasn't. So I'm, it's fun that it's going to be competitive again.
1: I still don't think it's competitive. I think it's I think it's going to be the Patriots <laughs> the whole way. No. Bill Belichick is a warlord or warlock. That's what I was looking for. I think it will it'll depend on Brady's suspension. Wrong. But Sexy Rexy at He's, Buffalo. He just, he just does magic. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. If you can get a quarterback, I, that'd be helpful.
1: I'm into it. I'm into it. This
0: is a very defensive division and yeah. I think I think they're all yeah. going to put up a fight. I think really I think the Jets defense is going to be out of control this year. Um yeah. so and hey we saw that Seattle Seahawks made the Super Bowl two years in a row. Defenses you know okay. and running backs and running backs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. that's the thing? I guess that's the thing.
1: That's a so, thing. So detail thing. <laughs>
0: We just need Ridley to step that up, right?
1: Well, yeah. come on, Ridley. <laughs> Hold on to the ball, my friend. Hold on. Hold
0: it. Well, this is fun, you guys. AFC East was a good time. Lots, lots of good picks. And obviously a lot of sleepers. We enjoy them. Uh, make sure to hop on to herfantasyfootball.com to subscribe to us and listen to us on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. It'd be nice if you left us a nice little uh, ranking. Five stars would be great. Thank you very much. Also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, no more faking it.